Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Woven, Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to Woven. And today we have a very special guest on. We have um, our pastor, Chris McDaniel. I actually don't know what your title is, so maybe we can get into that in a second. But um, <laughs> Titles are very important. <laughs> She's actually been stressed out about this, just so you know. She's like, titles, how do I introduce Chris? Titles, <laughs> titles are not important. <laughs> I was telling her my favorite thing is when you get up and ju- when Chris gets up and when you introduce yourself for the church and you just said, I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity. I'm like, it just makes me laugh. So He's I told her, so you don't need to worry about Chris being introduced. <laughs> the right title. He's the Reverend Chris McBean. My, actually, my <laughs> official title is the Very Reverend Doctor. In really? the Anglican world. There but I would never allow anyone to call me that. We just so call you the BRD. Yeah, you I know me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you really shouldn't have told me that. We're going to come up with so many fun oh, acronyms. Man. Now but it's going to all 20 of our listeners, too. So. I love it. <laughs> more than 20. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being funny. Um, <laughs> so we are talking today about tattoos. Um, more... <laughs> and we're talking to Chris because he is an expert on the Bible, but also because he is tattooed. He's a very reverent tattooed doctor. That's right. <laughs> and so <laughs> we just kind of wanted to have a conversation because yeah. we've been having a conversation just about how it's been a conversation about how in the Christian world we like to judge. Yes. <laughs> um, but also more of this, can you be a Christian and blank? So we came up with lots of different scenarios of yeah. can you be a Christian and blank? And one of them was in appearances, yeah. namely around tattoos and piercings. But um, that, of course, is not the whole conversation. But yes. this is one aspect That's of the think. conversation. Um, yeah. And I think it's a generational thing. I think it's, um, I think there's a lot yeah. of things at, at play, but yeah. Um, I think there's just a lot of confusion around scripture and is it okay, okay with quotes to get a tattoo? What does it mean if you're a person with a tattoo? Does your tattoo, is it okay if it's in these parameters? Yeah. Like those sorts of things. Um, so we wanted to talk to you a little bit. Well, first, let's talk about you for a second and why, when you started getting tattooed, what it like meant to you, kind of that whole journey I would be interested to hear about. Yeah, so my first tattoo was a... Uh, on my on my right, no, my left arm up here. Uh, it's a, a called the Cross of Saint John, and mm-hmm. it basically is an English Celtic thing. Uh, we lived in England in the late '90s, my wife Karen and myself, and we had our first daughter Maddie. And when we came back, I I wanted to mark that time, it was just mm-hmm. a significant time in our life. A lot happened. We had our first child, but it was also a time of spiritual renewal. Would be mm-hmm. a fair way of saying it. Mm-hmm. We felt like God really met us over there, and. For me, tattooing has always been a kind of memorializing of significant moments or rites of passage. Uh, I can't, you know, the Jews would pile up rocks and Mm -hmm. remember them. And Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to live in a place where I can go back to a big pile of rocks for the rest of my life. But I will have my arms with me, God willing, for the rest of my life. And so my first tattoo uh, happened there. It wasn't a very big tattoo. It was Mm -hmm. probably uh, like the size of of a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Southern description. I, I was gonna like a bagel, and then I thought it's not that big. <laughs> It'd be like a like a like a biscuit at West Egg, uh, that okay. size biscuit. <laughs> and okay. and my mom, I remember getting the tattoo, telling my mom that I got a tattoo. She's like, "Okay, thanks for warning me." And then when she saw it, she burst into tears Aww. because it was generational. I mean, for her, 
you know, that was like, a, I think she thought if it were really small, it would not be as bad. But the fact that it was the size of a biscuit at West Egg, she, it was more than she thought. And I remember yeah. she had a really, it was an, uh, like an honest, but a, a hard emotional response to it. Because for her, you know, you got tattooed if you were like in a biker gang or yeah, sailor. a sailor. I mean, it was those kind of stigmas. Yes. And so that was the first time I realized that. I did not carry a, a kind of social stigma in my imagination that my parents did. Mm-hmm. It was, it was. I felt for them. I, it wasn't really hard for me because yeah. I felt good about why I did it and what yeah. I did. But I realized, oh, we don't all see this the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so how did it progress to more after that? Because obviously you have more than mm-hmm. one. If anybody knows you, you have more than one. So. Yeah, I do. I have, I guess if you were to add them up, I have. One, two, three, and but but one of mine he is a three quarter sleeve, so mm-hmm. it goes down below. We call it below the employment line, below the elbow. Um, <laughs> it took me a long time to go below my elbow <laughs> with a tattoo. Um, so that that's I have I have I'm covered on my arms for the most part, but nowhere else um, yeah. on, on my body. It, it was as time went on, we I marked uh, significant events in in my life it, with with tattooing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. I have a, a dear friend. Uh, plug for uh, Matt Greenhall, mm-hmm. um, only you tattoo, who's really gifted and he loves Jesus like crazy. And so he does right now, he does all the tattoos that I get. So I have a, I have a friend connection in our yeah. church actually that does this. So it's at my bar threshold is lower. It's like, I go, I have an idea. I'm going to go get a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and every time I get one, I say, this is the last one. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finished. Yeah. That's what you do too, Rebecca. Yeah. Yes. And then I keep Somehow finding yeah, they, my way they back. They just get to be part of you. Well, they're and not. You forget what it was before. And it's not as big a deal. I, right. I think for me, right. the threshold, the first one, I remember agonizing over it. And uh, they're not less meaningful to me, but I don't, you just don't think about it after a while. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. I can imagine if you only got that one, and that was to mark something significant, mm-hmm. it would feel like something was missing if you didn't mark other significant things yeah, in that way. For sure. So, yeah. And that's been de- decidedly true with, some of the recent tattooing that I've done on my on my left arm those those tell a very important uh, sequencing of a story in my own life actually yeah. and they they mean a great deal to me and mm-hmm. it was for me going below the employment line as I said uh, was not hard for me to do because this tells such a story for yeah. me about what God has done in my life right now and they're not overtly religious tattoos like I, I only have one of those mm-hmm. I have. The, the Trinity, Andre Rublov's Trinity right there, but none of the rest, this ship or this dragon or this bird, none of them would look religious. Mm-hmm. So that's not what it's about for me, like getting Christ, very overtly Christian things on your mm-hmm. body. That's yeah. fine, but yeah. that's not what these are. But yeah. they, they speak to like markers of my life. Yeah, yeah. tell a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do. so of the three people sitting here, I'm the only one who does not have a tattoo, um, but I am pierced um, hey. in multiple places. And so... Um, I remember for me, so as someone who um, my career is full-time, it was full-time ministry, um, I always caught myself not getting the things I wanted to done, mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. because I was concerned about, and we, we made a joke about the employment line. Totally. But there, there is circles within Christianity that see these things in a way that um, brings judgment mm-hmm. and makes you think that, well, if... So I I can remember at a church I was at where I was on staff, 
there was another woman at the church that had a nose piercing. And I remember thinking, I've always wanted one of those. And I kind of said something and I, the lashing I got, mm. um, was, um, and not towards me, but towards her, but I knew that it was also would have been towards me. Had right. I, yeah. It was a warning, yeah. you know? And, um, so I guess that kind of is what led to this, our, our wanting to do this conversation mm. is what has your experience been since you've had your tattoos within the Christian community? Mm-hmm. I mean, at Trinity, it's, I mean, they're a dime a dozen at Trinity, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but the, I mean, in the greater Christian. Yeah. Context. But I even, I even had a conversation recently with someone in our church who just stopped me and said, Can, may I ask you about your tattoos? Like yeah. I don't come from a place where anybody does that. Mm-hmm. And I think you're great. So this doesn't fit with like <laughs> yeah. what I think is what you do. Yeah. And it was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I even think at a place like Trinity, I, I notice, uh, I have a 20 year old and an 18 year old daughter and a 15 year old son. And so I'm very sympathetic to, uh, my young women and how men will, uh, look at them in conversations that are not appropriate ways to look at women. And y'all know this, mm-hmm. us guys, a lot of times live ignorant to how that I now know more. I'll catch people looking at my arm in a tattoo. And I want to say like, my eyes are up here. You don't <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not an object for you to Google at as we talk. And so it happens all yeah. the time. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I catch myself if I like just this morning I was driving and my arm was up and I was in a place where I knew and a police car drove past me. Um and I'm I'm aware even in moments like that sometimes depending on where I am I'll put my arms down. Oh wow. Because I you do, you do sometimes catch the wrong person with the wrong attitude and they might have they might be weird about it. So I'm yes. fully aware that people get and are uh get worked up about all kinds of things. Yeah. For me I think I've just come to a place in my life to where um I I care less about that yep. than I do what it means to me. Yeah. And so I'm willing to deal with it. But Greg my my in-laws probably are not super thrilled about tattoos that yeah. are as visible as mine are. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is very real. I run into it on a daily basis and don't, I don't know, maybe it's just old age. I don't, I just don't care as much as I probably used to care. And it, yeah. and I'm the senior pastor of a church. And so I'm, I'm not looking for a promotion or yeah. a pay raise. And so I feel like in some ways... <laughs> I'm like, this is what I do. And yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna be myself in this way, which yeah. is a meaningful way. And I'm a challenger on the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I I'm I like to push boundaries anyway, yeah. you know, yeah. for better or worse. Yeah. These I think are for better though, because yeah. I think the Lord it it's opened up. I found even with people who are way outside the church, having tattoos opens up interesting conversations yeah. with people. And that's yeah. not why I got them. But yeah. it is. Um, it is a good conversation. It's like a thing. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Hey, what's the story behind that? Yep. What's it's that a about? Great spiritual door yeah. to walk through. Absolutely. So, as long as it has a spiritual meaning. And they don't all <laughs> have to. Yeah, no, they don't. So, yeah, that's what you wanted to talk about. Thing, okay, yeah. Was just that idea that like, well, it's okay if you're a Christian and you get a tattoo as long as, and then there's like everyone kind of has like a set of qualifiers. Yeah. Like, yeah. As long as it's in a certain place or it means something right. or. And I don't believe that. I, yeah. I think, I mean, I have friends that have tattoos on them because they think they're funny. Yeah. Or they thought it was. Yeah. Or they think know, it looks cool. And that's They okay. thought it was cool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I absolutely don't think that everything has to be um, sort of some sort of sacrosanct. It has to mean something very precise. It's yeah. like, I have a, a dragon on the outside of my arm, which represents for me, like my tendency toward untamed nature. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that I think was really important for me to recognize that uh, that's me if I'm not tending to my soul. Yeah. Uh, but that dragon is surrounded by flowers that I just think are pretty. Um, right. Yeah. And then the bird on the inside of my arm represents for me the work of the spirit, which is always sneaking up on this dragon. Yeah. Uh, that mm. the wild goose, the Holy Spirit, yeah. sneaking up on the dragon. But all the other stuff is just because it's colors I like and flowers that I think are pretty. So there's a yeah. little bit of both, like mm-hmm. in even in in this work for me, uh, of it's meaningful and I just like the way it looks. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you you have a mix of that too. Yeah, yourself, I have a couple, like, I'm 19 and bored tattoos, and then I have a couple <laughs> that are really meaningful, and I'm fine with all of them. It feels, I mean, to me, I don't remember what, like, my hip looked like before I had that piece on it. I just don't. So it's not like I look at it and I think, look at my tattoo. It just, it becomes part of me as I think yeah. things do, yeah. as our identities shift and change over time, as we yep. become married, parents, whatever, all of the different things that are added on it, it has become for me similar, like a way to mark time. And like I turned 35 recently. And for a lot of reasons, that was a really, um, that was like my scary birthday my whole life, um, Mm -hmm. because of some stuff that had happened. And so to me, I felt the Lord saying like, he wanted to mark this time and like have a physical reminder on my body that said like, that everything's different and I'm renewing you. And like, I've renamed you. And so, but yeah, so I do have one that's really yeah. meaningful, and I also have some that are just silly. And yeah. I've been thinking about getting an M M&M and M on my ankle just to be like, I don't know, just M&M. like I just think it's funny. <laughs> Who doesn't like M and M? I know. Um, <laughs> to remind me of potty training my kids. There yeah, you go. Um, no one wants to remember that. But <laughs> nobody ever. Yeah. But what was the question? I missed it. Oh, we were talking about the difference. Of, like. It, it's more Christian oh, if you get right, one with right. meeting than yeah. if you don't. And I think we kind of answer that. So yeah. your so there are people that use scriptural references mm-hmm. to say why you shouldn't get tattoos, yep. which most of them are in Leviticus. Yep. So I um, actually think all of them are. But um, what is your response to that? If somebody came to you, I don't know if anybody's ever done that to you, but yeah, I mean, I have. I actually don't think I've had someone come up to me and quote Levitical law. Uh, <laughs> That would have been quite impressive. It would be. I mean, it, it, and, and I would only say, you know, we're all interpreting Scripture and, and the task of biblical hermeneutics, so to use yeah. a fancy word in, in your podcast, is to read Scripture in light of culture. Mm-hmm. And what you see when the Israelites were going into the land of Cana, so there were other there are other admonitions against tattooing yeah. and specifically connected to that moving into a foreign land, right, where you're going to encounter yes. foreign gods. Tattooing in that context of the ancient world was almost always done for the dead and in occultic practices, yeah. uh, marking yourself in ways that would be like overtly evil or moving away from the monotheism of, of Judaism. So I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm not. This is not a a, a ritualistic kind of occultic practice. Yeah. You you can find though passages in in Isaiah where the prophet says they'll tattoo on their hands the mm-hmm. Lord's. Uh, which is also not a command to like get a tattoo on your hand that says the Lord's. <laughs> but I've always really grabbed onto that because what they are implying is that God will write on your heart, which we see that yes. elsewhere in the Bible, yeah. things that speak to you of your own journey and your yes. own path. And so for me, my, my tattoos are a way of tattooing on myself that I belong to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, not in a kitschy religious way, but in more of a memorializing yeah. way. And I think there's something 
there's the Jews were better at memorializing at remembering. I, I think that we have in the West a, a really short attention span, and we don't. Not only do we not remember the macro stories, we don't even remember our stories. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that. So for me. Tattooing has become a way of remembering my own story and honoring that story before God. And then it looks, and it's pretty, or at least it's provocative. And I don't mind being somewhat provocative. So that's, that's like a bonus for me. (laughs) That's awesome. I become, I I think some of that comes with age too. And not, I mean, you've probably been, since you're a challenger, I've been always been like that a little bit of a boundary pusher for me that has my story has been that I've always wanted to be a boundary pusher, but have always been restrained for that. Cause I'm a courage. three on yeah. the Enneagram. I care mm-hmm. an awful lot about what people think of me. Yeah. And so, um, and I want to be seen a certain way. Right? Yeah. There's a, the, yeah. So in certain contexts, mm-hmm. I want to be seen with, um, the, the right mask on, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I became a Christian, um, as an adult, I, um, I thought that the mask had to look like this for sure, whatever. And I'm using hand, signals is typical for a podcast anyways i have to you have to look like this to be a christian and what god has done in me is that that is not true yeah um christians look like all kinds of things and this this goes real deep like you know we're not talking just about tattooing and piercing we're talking about the way people dress we're talking culture we're Mm -hmm. talking skin color we're talking all sorts of things that we have in our head one way that a Christian is supposed to look, whether how they vote or all of it. I mean, it's a huge package, right? And for me, what God has taught me is that I can be me and the things that I want that I feel like God has instilled in me, and that can come out in an outer way that I present myself, and it can still be Christian even if it doesn't fit yeah. what this mold is that Absolutely. I thought. Absolutely. I get um, nervous when I start fitting the mold. Well, yeah, you're a four. Well, I don't think that's just a Ford thing. No, though, no, no. When I get too comfortable, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I start to get kind of nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also, you know, it's what is the mold? Like, yeah. you know, um, the the mold is um, hopefully breaking um, from yeah. what it was when we're thinking of the context of 80s and 90s mm-hmm. Christian Absolutely. evangelicalism. So that's kind of where I want to go now for you. So I know you grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. So... Um, How's that evolution been for you in being able to see that? And you've always been a boundary pusher, but just within your family and the context yeah. of what you grew up in church, like how has that changed in you to see that you can look, you don't have to look a certain way? Yeah. And planting Trinity has helped me with that. I, yeah. We, as I did, I grew up in a part of the church that was charismatic but would dress up, you know, to come to church. I remember as a kid having to wear, you know, tuck a shirt in and put shoes on, like, you know, (laughs) things little boys don't love to do. But it was a more, more dressy kind of, not nobody with tattoos unless they probably came from a, had a past, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they have Jesus, they won't get any That's it. And so that was the culture for sure uh, that I grew up in. And yet planting Trinity, I was only 26 years old when we planted this Mm -hmm. church. So we were really young. And we planted here in Atlanta in the urban city center, and we attracted all these scene kids, these hipster scene kids. And so very early on, we were a community of people made up of all sorts of folks in the sense that we had people that would have not necessarily felt super welcome at the church that I grew up in. And yet my heart, because I lived here, my wife and I lived here, we drank and ate at the coffee shops and restaurants and bars, and they were our people So we built our church very early 
on around a kind of whosoever will come mindset. And so very early on in our story, the fabric of Atlanta as it emerged became the fabric of Trinity. And so a lot of the destigmatization, I think, of things like tattoos and piercings uh, happened. Now, I was also raised by hippies. And so as, as I was a child in the church, my mom took me to that church, but my dad was not in the church. Uh, he yeah. was he was a functional addict, um, drug user, drug seller, alcoholic. So we certainly didn't have a pristine uh, life inside and outside the church. Mm-hmm. And so I think I grew up having to be conversant both in the church world and in a world of people who don't ever yes. and would never darken the door of the church. That probably... <laughs> God probably used that bifurcation, and and yet in my home it didn't feel like that. It felt pretty normal. Yeah. It's like we go to church, and we hang out with people who do other things that are not very churchy. <laughs> yeah. And I think Trinity was somehow helped by that ease yeah. in which I was able to move between those two worlds. So yeah. we built a community that felt like it was pretty yeah. chill in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. I don't know if that makes sense. It totally yeah, makes it sense. And I, I think there's some freedom in the midst of that too, right? So yeah. for me, um, you know, I, I also grew up a parent of hippies, but not in the church. And, um, but I also, there were parts of me, that, like there are good parts of me that come from that, right? It's true. And I felt like once, when I did become a Christian and went to a very conservative seminary, went to a very conservative church ministry, yeah. that a lot of that was, push down yeah um and and there was a there's a lot of oppression in that yeah and um i think lots of times in the church we like to talk about the oppression of sin mm. but we don't talk a lot about the oppression of the oppression of legalism yeah. and there's i think that breaking out of that oppression for me god leading me out of that mine has been marked that is why i got a piercing was to mark that because that was something i always wanted but mm. felt like i couldn't do right and once i had broken free from that yeah that that is a marker for me because yep. i've had people ask me why didn't you just now when you're about to be 40 decide to get your nose pierced That's so great. well it's because after 40 it would be wrong right no uh, so <laughs> i'd be too old to get my nose pierced but like a few months ago the reason why i did it is because god had brought me to the place it's where really i felt great. like that oppression had been broken and it's not because oh you know that the, the the piercings but the not the main part of that there's mm-hmm. all this underlying yeah. stuff under there but it, it's a marker of yeah that, right? totally and i think yeah. for me on going in the other direction even people probably assume that i'm more liberal accommodating yes. um loosey-goosey around the edges than i am because mm-hmm. i have tattoos yes. Like I actually am a, a highly, highly devoted and mo- yeah. mo- like motivated believer. I mm-hmm. really love the Lord and yes. try to pursue Him with holiness. And I, I kind of like the irony in that is that people <laughs> will think, "Oh, this guy probably," you know, and then they find out that I'm pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty historically conservative, mm-hmm. orthodox, and, and I have tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And Trinity I, kind of occupies that space, it, frankly. It, it, yeah. And it, it truly know? does. And um, I, I know for sure when I posted my video of me getting my nose pierced, I know for sure I have Christian friends out there of mine from my past that have thought that I have, you know. Lost your mind. Lost my mind yeah. and gone the wrong way. She's mm-hmm. gone off the deep end. Yeah. People so. thought that when I got my tattoo on my arm. They were like, what are you really? doing? Really? 
yeah, I had a friend who was like, are you sure? And I'm like, well, it's done, so I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. And it hurts a lot more to get them removed than to get them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Once, you're, once they're on, they're, they're on. They're there. <laughs> they're there. So um, as a father of daughters, mm-hmm. so not just daughters, you're the father of children who will pro- might want to get tattoos. How how has your kids growing up and now becoming young adults, because all of your children are more that direction than our yep. children, how has that changed your view on them possibly wanting to yeah. get tattoos? Yeah, well, my 20-year-old has has two tattoos. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah. She is uh, remarkably uh, strong and uh her comp- so her first tattoo comes from uh, East of Eden, which that was the way to get one past the goalie on me because that's <laughs> my favorite novel. And she she got the word Timshul uh, tattooed on her on her arm, which means uh, thou mayest. It comes from an old Jewish midrash, which basically means you have a choice. And we have we joke in our family when our kids walk out the door, I say things like "make good choices." And so she actually has "make good choices" tattooed on her arm, uh, which is kind of fun. And then when she came back from taking a gap year in England before university, she got the flowers and the church door of the church where she served in city yeah, center London awesome. put on her arm. And so for me, I think she's just following, <laughs> she's following in her old man's footsteps. I did find when she was getting um, a tattoo that I was just like, no, you just make sure it's not too big and make sure it's, you know, I, I was being oh, a dad so yeah. and she laughed at me and she yeah. was like, dad, Look at your arms. Like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, Yeah, but you know, I'm old and you're young, and so I think <laughs> yes. for me, I've seen we see our kids now. The other two currently claim that they're not sure that they'll ever get tattoos. Yeah, um, which is great. I mean, yeah. we we're certainly not a tattoo uh, yeah. commanding family. <laughs> we just hopefully Do aren't part of this family. We're not weird right? about it in either direction. But it is yeah. interesting as a parent to. Uh, our kids, I mean, things are destigmatized in our home that maybe wouldn't be in another home because Karen and I both have t- have tattoos. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think yeah. It give, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. I think it just gives kids a lot of freedom, like because a lot of the rebellious nature of like, oh, I'm 18, I'm going to go get a tattoo and piss my parents off. Well, if it's totally okay, it's not there. Yeah, then it's really your own. Decision. Yeah, and we do tell them like when you're young, don't you know if you, if your body is is a is a canvas, you know, don't fill it up with stupid stuff. Right. Um, just take your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but we say that about buying a car and about yeah. dating a boy. It's like, think about what you really want yeah. and then take ownership yeah, over the a, choice. It's intentionality. Yeah, right. it's being intentional, yeah. which yeah. I think is a decent life skill to teach our kids, yeah. regardless of whether it's applied to tattooing or not. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I would have another thing I've noticed. Another statement I noticed is it's okay for males to get tattoos and not females. Yeah. So um, interesting. Um, I, you know, if a male gets a tattoo, that's rebellious or that's just a little bit, you know, they're pushing the boundaries a little bit. If a woman does it, it's trashy. So I've heard that. Yeah, I've definitely heard that. Yeah, so, um, so I, I guess, I don't know. I, so you're saying you've heard that before mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously you have, this is new, new to you. Yeah, this is new to me. As yeah. a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, a lot of things are new to men that are real and out there that every woman knows about. So this is no longer surprises me. <laughs> having, having a wife and two um, adult children that are women, I realize that like it, when you, we read the book of Ruth and 
and Naomi says to Ruth, like, stay close to Boaz. And then Boaz says, stay close to the helper so that you won't be harassed in Mm -hmm. the field. Men read that and go, oh, people harassing her. Every woman knows that that was about sexual exploitation. (laughs) So we men miss lots of things that are right there in plain sight. So I think that just just putting, I don't know if I haven't answered any of this, but just putting it out there that this, this, that's not just about tattoos, right? There, yeah, double standard. There's a double standard a there, um, for sure. You know, they're um, a real thing. I think um, it goes to it's an oppression thing. You think? Well, I think it's a way of keeping women down. I mean, I mean, if you want to get into like, you know, you have to look. I mean, as a woman, it's like you have to look a certain way, and it's very narrow, and you have to fit in this box. And I think saying like, well, don't get tattoos, or like men are or men are going to think you're trashy or whatever. It can yeah. kind of like of it all goes into that way. Of well, keeping that, women that goes down. into yeah. moderate dress, which uh, you yeah. modest dress, which obviously there there is a place for yeah. for modest dress um, on both sides of the Make spectrum. A, yeah, hair. but it also is a. I, I can see what you're saying that all of those things that if you dress a certain way, if you have tattoos. If you wear your hair a certain way, if mm-hmm. you, you know, for me, you know, I've decided to go gray, allow myself to go gray and not dye it. And mm-hmm. the the double standard I've received about that has been yeah. insane. Because men grow old and become distinguished. Yes. boxes. And women are not yeah. allowed yeah, to I've do had, the right. same it exact It has been thing. amazing how yeah. many, how many people have said to me, like, you know, that's so brave or <laughs> so yeah. brave, which is such like, a condescending thing I'm to like, say. That is yeah. such a third world. I mean, a first world thing to say. I'm so brave yeah. because yeah. I've decided to not die. And my it's hair like anymore. the implication is that suffering, you shouldn't be confident. Yeah. <laughs> so good, good job. Good like, job. Yes. Yes. But just this idea, but nobody would ever say that to me. I mean, my husband's beard is gray and nobody's so saying anything how, to him. No one cares. Tell yeah. me how brave I am right now. <laughs> you're so brave. <laughs> Thank you. That you're allowing your beard to go gray. So, um, but just, yeah, I, I think there. We just needed. I just wanted to say that, talk yeah. about yeah. that, because I do think that there is a double standard with women getting tattoos. I mean, you, you know, men get tattoos, and there's not one tattoo on a man's body that has a um, a name attached to it. But we all know, you know, if you get one on your lower back, what that's called. Yes, um, yes right, but right. men, there's no tattoos on a man's that's body, a no point, matter yeah. where you put it, that it has that's a, good a point. Yeah. it has a um, has a nickname. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and I just you have to think about people don't do things without getting something out of it. So what are people getting out of labeling yeah. women in that way? You yeah, know, it's like something to think about. So for sure. Um, and I think too, like something you said earlier, you know, there's this part of spirituality that is doing things before you feel them or doing things before they're real to you. And I think that getting tattoos is such a physical way of marking where you're going, even if you're not there yet, because it can be done in like remembrance of something but it can yeah. also be done in anticipation in of something absolutely yeah and that's um, what happened with with some of what's happened on my arm recently yeah yeah there's been a real i think i spent a long time afraid of the dragon so much so that i wanted to be able to see it all the time because i was afraid of that yeah. part of me mm-hmm. and i think what i did with this tattoo that spoke to me about the holy spirit was realized that the Lord was actually doing a work and I got that tattoo as that work was going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it almost as like a way of cooperating with the yeah. process. Yeah. Which is really healthy for me, really good for me. Me too. Because yeah. I mean, as a four, I'm like feelings driven. So for me, it's really helpful for me to have like a point I'm going towards and that I won't yeah. deviate from. Yeah. Like a commitment. 
yep. know? And so that's been really healthy. Well, attachments to... are definitely a commitment. They are. It'll <laughs> <laughs> help you with your com- commitment phobia real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it will. It will. They yeah, are. that's for sure. Yeah, my piercing not so much. I can always take my piercing out, but you're definitely. That hole might still be there. You might. I still have a hole in my eyebrow. Yeah. That was not a good choice. Don't get eyebrow rings. That was not a good choice. <laughs> we're going to be legal about that. Yeah, yeah. that, that. Yeah, yeah. Just rest. don't get eyebrow rings. Uh, well, just because it's painful. Yeah. yeah. Catch it on stuff, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, Can't even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, what else about tattoos? Or what else about... Yeah. What, are I we going to talk about, like, the the presentation of ourselves to other people and, like, why we feel a need to comment on somebody else's... Yeah. I, uh, I Whatever. Yeah. I think I think this goes back to the preconceived notion that, that yeah. if people look a certain way, that means they are a certain way. Mm. So for you, you were talking about the tattoos. Mm. That, that obviously means you lean liberal. Mm-hmm. Right. So, same thing with hair dyeing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a certain color of hair, it's, that's not a standard color not of hair. Not found in nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not found in nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is blonde hair found in nature? Blonde hair? And some it people. is in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> it so, is in uh, so it's red hair sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, that... Or the how much makeup you wear or how much makeup you don't wear. If, if you shave or don't shave. If you have a beard, you don't have a beard. Like, just mm-hmm. to, to, yep. to throw the men in there, too. Like, I, I think that there's this notion that we attach char- character to outer appearances. Mm-hmm. And there's there's truth to that, right? Absolutely. So, I don't know Do we stereotype because it's faster? I think that's part of it. It's a way of shortcutting and not having to do the yeah. work of knowing people. Well, and some of that is just human nature. Yeah. Right. I'm curious because you spend a lot of time with people. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just a normal way of humans. We're always making a value. I mean, I don't even think dogs do this. Like, we make evaluations mm-hmm. of people. And yeah. we sometimes try to the fastest way to make an evaluation. And I do know that, that a, wearing having a tattoo that's visible causes certain people to make evaluations of me. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm in a very public role. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that one of the things that I recognize is that if I can gain a hearing with people, then they're willing to like give me a little bit of grace mm-hmm. to at least go, well, that's different. But, yeah. uh, but I found that at the end of the day, the substance of your person and your character uh, wins the day. My, my friend who's a tattoo artist, he's, co- he's covered in tattoos. His wife has zero that's awesome. It's hilarious. When she caves in, she's going to go for it, probably. But he has zero. He coaches his kids' uh, soccer teams. Yeah. And he says, you know, usually for the first couple of practices, I'm, I just wear jeans and a long sleeve shirt because I want people to get to know who I am. And then when I bust out the shorts mm-hmm. and the T-shirt and they see tattoos, they're like, oh, well, I already really think this guy is, like, really smart, kind, sweet, clearly uh-huh. loves his kids. And we were laughing about that yeah. because you do have to find – that in certain environments, you've got to kind of manage, but we all do that. We have to manage That's a little true. bit of our first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, though, that because of my role, like I probably, um, people are always forming impressions about you, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And that happens yeah. when you're in any kind of visible space. Yeah. I mean, it happens if you just go outside. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm aware of that and I've just had to let go of that a little bit of like going, I'm going to be who I want to be. Um, and let the chips fall where they do. But I'm aware of it. I'm aware yeah. that sometimes people are, you know, but that's a measuring good point, you. Because it's, it's not just, just tattoos. I mean, no, it's, it's just part of the thing. And you know? it's, you know, the things covering our tattoos, that's something, I mean, a lot of people can't 
cover the stereotypes that are being made about exactly. Them. So yeah, that's a, totally true. And at some yeah. point, you have to just get comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, yeah. And and for me, that's a big invitation. I think for all of us as we grow older, Christian or otherwise, mm-hmm. is to just get to a place of saying it. It is what it is. Um, I've done what I've done and I'm going to yeah. just be comfortable in it. And and I think in general, the more comfortable I am, the more comfortable people are yeah, with true. me. Yeah. If I'm weird, people are weird about yeah. things. And that was the great thing recently with a person in our church who just said, may I ask you about your tattoos? I could tell that the me being comfortable with that conversation made her feel comfortable. Well, and I, I'm good on her. Which, I, yeah. I, for real. Like, because she obviously had been sitting there thinking about it. And she wondered. She yeah, was like, wondering. what? How did that work? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Cause it's the same thing of just like, we don't, if you don't know anyone who has a tattoo, then when you encounter one, it's going to stand out and be a little bit different. And it's good for me because I forget that I even have tattoos. So yeah, when you like said it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it helps me to go, oh yeah, this is you're you're experiencing me for the first time. This is new for you. Uh, and, and it happened on, you know, when, when I, even when I wear a button up shirt, if I have it rolled halfway up, yeah. when I got, when my, the tattoo went below my elbow, it was literally like things that have been on my body for a decade. Nobody all, all of a sudden, everyone in our church realized it. Cause I rarely wear a t-shirt when I'm preaching or like a short sleeve shirt. It's usually, but, rolled up, yeah. but, but they now see it. And so yeah. it's become a thing even for a lot of people, even in the last like eight months or something like that, because the tattoos just kind of crept out into the open. <laughs> Has its own mind. Well, yeah, I, yours is the only, your only, your new one's your only visible one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been weird just like going into, like we were, um, oh, we went to North Carolina after I got it done. We were in some of those like really small towns where you stop at the gas It's station. different there. It's different. Yeah. And I would forget. And like the way the cashier would like glare at me. Yeah. It happened a couple times and I was just like. I'm great. Like, I'm awesome. Like, I'm not going to, like, I don't know what you think I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do it. It's not even that freaking big for crying out loud. But it's funny that yeah. people's perceptions are, like, other uh, moms especially, because we, we live in Decatur, but we live in, like, a really, like, uh, how would you describe my neighborhood? Granola. Well, no, it's a very, it's still kind of a conservative pocket of Decatur. Like, or not conservative, but, like, Maybe. a lot of people yes. don't have tech. Like, it's it's not, definitely more families. It's more suburban. Yeah, families. it's more some. It is. And, um, it is than like Oakhurst or downtown. And it's funny when I meet new people and we're like, "Let's go to the pool" or like, "Whatever, let's go." And then they're like, "I can see them looking," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I don't know." Have you guys seen Have you seen a new progressive commercial? Yeah. About Flo and Apron? No. Oh. Oh, where they where they move into this neighborhood and they don't have kids, but everybody in the family mm-hmm. has kids, or everybody in the neighborhood has kids, and she's at the pool and she obviously has a tattoo, and the other mom looks at her and she said, "Oh, you have a tattoo. You must work." <laughs> it is so good. It just plays on this whole. Yeah. If, you know, if you're a Christian, you look like this. If you're a mom, you look like this. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if you're a pastor, you look like this. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and I don't, it's just a I probably don't that. fit that mold. Well, you very, still wear your pleated khakis, so that's good. I do not. <laughs> I do not own pleated khakis. Dockers. I'm, I'm just like, kidding. I'm joking. For the record. Everyone. For the record. A for the record. No. <laughs> Sometimes it's good not to. To, to not fit the mold, but to do so in a way that's not snarky and anxious. It, yeah. it, it's about, I think, being authentically who you are. Because yeah. then you're not exactly. trying to prove something. For you're sure. trying to be who, who you are, who you want to be. 
Yeah, and I just go back, before we wrap up, just going back to the reading scripture in context, I think that's another, so we have the part of, you know, just seeing people for who they are, but also, and that we don't have to fit a certain mold, but also, like, we, there are a lot of scripture passages about the way we're supposed to look and the way we're supposed to dress and the way we're supposed to act in church and all of these things, and those all have cultural context, right? Yeah. And I think um, for so long we had this idea of, well, the the scripture is the inspired word of God, mm-hmm. so we need to take it literally, right. which if you take that literally um, down the line, then that means we have to look like this and we have to do this and we have to do this. And then that's where all these rules and regulations come in. Yeah. And I, we have gone away from a cultural interpretation of scripture that I, I feel like the church is big C is, is trying to get back there. I agree. Um, but I, I think, and you know, Jesus talked to the Pharisees about this. He did. So, and it's important to remember people come to their, uh, many people in the church and outside the church, but here specifically, because we're speaking about, Christian situation come to their conclusions really honestly even if their conclusions are not the best and for me that gives me a lot of compassion for people who are culturally located and trying to be faithful and may have come to a very different conclusion whether it's about tattooing or about women in ministry I look at that and go like we're we've we've reasoned through the scriptures hermeneutically and come to a different conclusion but I'm very sympathetic and respectful for people who have done their best and come uh, out somewhere else yeah, um, yeah. and it allows me to realize that my job isn't to change the whole world it's yeah. to it's to be hopefully an agent of of reconciliation and conversations that could otherwise be pretty divisive yeah uh, well, and right no and tattoos yeah. are just one of a million ways that you can have those conversations in a non-anxious yeah. way and i have to so, catch myself with that because i can lean the other way of being like well you know all that legalism you know that's that's bad. Mm-hmm. And then and then I am judging them. Yep. And oh, I've right, been yeah. upset with them judging me. Absolutely. So it yeah. is, it is, I like the idea of, you know, we've both reasoned through this biblically, hermeneutically. We've, we've, we've prayed about this. We've come to these conclusions. And there may be Christians that are listening to this that have done that and still feel like tattoos aren't the way to go. And yep. that is fine. Totally you know? fine. Um, but it's, it's how you respond to other people who have, a right. different interpretation. Yeah. Than That's you. exactly right. Yeah. And no two people believe the same about everything. It's just too yeah. much to believe. <laughs> yes. There's too much. My wife and I don't see things yeah. the yeah. same way. It's there's it's literally impossible to yeah. do that. And so for me, the moment I can open myself up on a like conceptual level to go, no two people ever agree yeah. about everything. Then I'm able to be more charitable about yeah. the areas where we might find differences, especially on what I would consider to be secondary and tertiary yeah. and right. further on down the line yeah. things. It's like, goodness gracious, let's yeah. unity and essentials and charity and all the rest. I agree. Which I think is so important. I agree. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's good to, re- to remember, um, that there's that hierarchy right there and of beliefs. And I just really appreciate one thing that's happened to me as I've matured in my walk um, is I've moved closer to being okay with nuance yeah. and being okay with the gray. And we've talked, we talk a lot, a lot about that um, yeah. on the, on the podcast it's about good. being comfortable in the gray um, because my personality is one 
that when I was younger. There, you know, there was right and there was wrong. Mm-hmm. And there is right and wrong. There is yep. absolute truth. There yep. are, it's small, but there is a small amount of absolute truth. Mm-hmm. But there's also a whole lot of gray. And yeah. I just have found so much freedom in being okay yeah. with gray yeah. and, um, and nuance. And so, um, yeah, if I could, if I could tattoo anything on my body, that's... Not can, I can't. But, but if I was going to. <laughs> no, gray. I just get a gray tattoo. <laughs> there, are white, there are white tattoos. <laughs> Those are cool. I there heard they cool. fade How? really quickly and they there's do. problems. But. I don't know if I've ever seen a white tattoo. Yeah. They're cool. I think they glow in the dark, don't they? I don't know about Someone, that. I think they do. <laughs> With like a They're black kind of, light or something? Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had a tattoo. <laughs> Next time you're at the club. Yeah, next my next read. Um. <laughs> wow. And On that note, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> it's been fun. Good times. It's okay. been good. Bye. Bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye.